Hey, honey. I'm so bloated today. What's for dinner? Did you brush your teeth? What time is soccer pickup? What shoes should I wear with this? Did my jeans shrink? I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Mom! I need to pee. Why is my hair so frizzy? What time is it? Does this look okay? We need to leave. Don't forget the meeting. Do you have everything? How am I going to fit all this in? Uh, another pimple. Oh my god, is that a new gray hair? Did you finish your homework? Okay, ladies, adulting as a woman is no freaking joke. Two girls, one mic, and a podcast brought to you by Christy Giroux and Sharon Huddy is here to share stories, trials and tribulations, tips and techniques on all the crazy topics that affect women on the regular. Let's get ready to have some real, honest conversations. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Welcome back. It is episode three, and Sharon and I are hanging out at Prime Fitness. We just finished a workout. So how's your week been? It has, you know, been good. I have pretty much conquered my cold. It's pretty much gone away. I still have a little bit of the nasally stuff that's lingering, but um, all the symptoms pretty much are gone, and I feel I have my energy back. So it just took a little bit of downtime, and then, like, I think I took off Monday because my body just did not have the energy to produce what what I needed yeah would you have any fun plans this, this weekend um we are going to Hersey Park tomorrow uh, with the Girl Scouts so our whole family is going together and then tonight for our the high school football team my, the cheerleading team my daughter gets to go and do a cheer with the high school cheerleaders tonight. oh how it's, fun it's cougar night at the high school team no oh, that'll attending. be super fun. <laughs> Cougar night. <laughs> yeah, so um, it'll be a fun um, weekend. And then if we feel like it on Sunday, we may go. There's like a boy, a Cub Scout fishing thing where they can um, go fishing and do all this stuff. We'll see if we get around to it. Oh, that's awesome because it actually feels like fall. I know. It's surprising. I like it. I know. What about you? So we are. Um, we have early dismissal today from school. Oh, that's right, yeah. So we are going to pick Matthew up, and we are going to head down to my parents' house. They live down um, just outside of Ocean City, Maryland. And we are going to spend the weekend with my family. Tonight we're celebrating my younger brother's birthday. And then tomorrow we are running the Dewey Goes Pink 5K. And so we have a team of us. I think it's like a team of 15, 15 or 16 people that are doing the 5K, and some of us are, some of them are doing the walk. Um, but we raised money for the Delaware Breast Cancer Coalition. That is amazing and awesome. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a super flat course because it's down at the beach, and I think the high tomorrow is only like 66 degrees. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. So it's going to be perfect running weather, um, and I'm really excited. You know, the funny thing is, since we started doing the podcasting, you have been getting your water fixes every weekend. I have. That is just crazy. That's true. I'm yeah. actually going down to the beach. I know. Oh, that's exciting. Not next week, though. I don't think I'll have to find find some water. (laughs) But I was just like, it's kind of like ironic that you've gotten your water fixed. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. All right, so you're going to Hershey Park tomorrow, so an amusement park. And you are also three weeks into Whole30. So uh, how's that going to (laughs) work? So they they have, uh, like I already know this, they they have a a restaurant, what is it called? Mo's, oh, like the Mexican. Yeah, the I don't know what something. I don't oh, Southwest is like a Southwest Grill. Mo's Southwest Grill, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So I I normally go there and I get 
the um, I'll just get like a, a burrito bowl mm -hmm. and do without the rice and soup lettuce with um, probably steak and then I can just put my toppings on it oh there you go okay we've kind of like that's kind of like our go-to when we go there to eat okay that's nice and easy yeah and it's you know it's good and it fills you up and we move out. We we forgo the chips because every all of them come with chips too, and that chips is my is weakness. Awesome. So, um, but we, we we don't. I don't even get the chips. I just crystals don't even bring them to the table. <laughs> I don't want to have to say no. Yes. Um. But yeah. So you know, it's like whatever you do, you have to plan on what you're going to eat and whatnot. So how do you feel like? Um. How how do you feel like you're doing with this? So it's three weeks into whole thirty. <clears throat> and do you feel good? Do you feel a difference? Do you? So I feel, I do feel a lot different. And one of the things is like that for me within the first week, you immediately know that your stomach actually kind of decreases. It doesn't, I mean, not that I was bloated before, but it doesn't feel like hard. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, I don't know if it's the texture of food that's, I don't know, and you could probably tell more of the nutritious side of that, but I don't know if it's just like the texture of the food that's holding in your stomach, but it definitely feels flatter. And it doesn't feel like as hard. Well, so for those of you guys that don't know, Whole30 is um, a program. And they actually give out a ton of free information on their yes. website. So it's Whole30, the number 30.com. And we can put that information in the show notes. But they actually give you a list of everything you can eat, mm -hmm. a list of everything you can't eat. They give you recipes. And they really break down the rules so that they're really easy to follow. Um, so I was doing some research last night, and I saw that um, the one big thing with Whole30, and I think from a nutrition standpoint, something that I really like is that it it tells you to eat real food. Right. Yes. So no this process. is not this is not a shake. This mm -hmm. is not a juice cleanse. No. This is not um, you know you have to eat this bar or drink this potion and you're going to lose weight. Yeah. So it's really about eating real whole unprocessed foods and I think the main part of it is like whenever you're when you're starting it's it's mainly you're just kind of lowering your carb intake mm -hmm. and eating lots of veggies and protein right so uh, probably why you're noticing with your stomach that it doesn't feel as full and bloated is you really start to lose a lot of the water weight especially the first week so carbohydrates it's right in the name hydrate carbohydrates contain a lot of water and so if you decrease the amount of carbohydrates you are consuming, you're decreasing the water retention that you have. So all of a sudden, you know, you're not as puffy feeling. A lot of times people notice it within a couple weeks in their face because yes. they're just not holding on to that water. And I mean, I noticed that with you, yeah. like your cheekbones and your jaw have changed. Like, um, so I think that a lot of people are, you know, they're curious about carb cycling. They're curious mm -hmm. about, do I go high protein, high fat, low carb? Do I do, you know, high protein, no carb? But I think Whole30 really gets to teach you how to look at food mm -hmm. from a nutrition standpoint. And you actually have to start reading labels. Yeah, and that's one labels. of the things is, and you actually, when you start reading the labels, and this is what I found, because this is kind of my second round. The first time I did it was back in February, but I did a more intense one. But you do have to read the label, and you would be shocked, like some of the things that I'm looking at, because one of the big things is no sugar, and you would be shocked how much sugar is actually in everything. They put sugar in every single thing. Yeah. And sugar has a ton of different names, mm -hmm. too. So that's one thing on the Whole30 website, I noticed they do give you a list of, these are the, these are the other words for sugar that people try to hide mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. on a food label. So you really do have to, to look for that. Um, I did think it was interesting too, um, they don't want you to have any MSG, any sulfites, um, obviously no added anything with added sugar. So you can you can still have like berries and yes. things. So berries are low in sugar, mm-hmm. but they do have a natural natural occurring sugar. Um, no alcohol. Yeah, that's that's my you know, that was one of the, the big ones for for me. But the idea behind Whole30, if I understand it correctly, is that you're really going to kick your sugar cravings yes. by eating this way. So typically mm-hmm. within like 7 to 10 days, you should notice that you're not having that that craving for sugar and that need to have something sweet after you eat. Did you find that to be true? A hundred percent. Like I probably before I started, uh, every afternoon after dinner, you know, it's just habit. You would eat and I love peanut butter. Like peanut butter is my thing. And I would, I would either have like a peanut butter cup, just a small snack size, just one, or like one of the snack uh, Butterfingers. And now it's like, I, I don't even, I don't even crave it. And the funniest thing is one, of, like the other day, last week we got blueberries and sometimes you can get blueberries for the grocery store and they're like awful, they're sour. They're sour, yeah. But it had the best ones and I was like, oh, this is like the best thing ever. Just the sweetness because my body's not used to it anymore. Oh yeah, Or that's I guess true. not my body, my... Uh, taste buds yeah and it was just like this is the best thing ever one if you think about it I mean sugar is really addictive and the fact that we do put it into all of our foods I mean Mm -hmm. you can't buy typically you can't buy peanut butter without sugar in it ketchup has sugar in it I mean like they add it to pasta sauce they add it to everything so we did find so one of the things is is uh one of the things that I crave all the time and it's one of my other favorite foods would be hamburgers I love hamburgers and we actually found um, they uh, catch up without sugar so they are making them now but I think you really do have to read the labels to make sure because I think the majority of them yeah so it's a have sugar I mean it definitely you can tell the difference of the taste it it's more tomatoey probably yeah, than sweet yes but it but it still works yes, for you if it works and I think one of the things that is an advantage point for anyone who wants to try Whole30, it's 30 days. Right. And anybody can do something for 30 days. You know, us mothers, you know, we've, we've had a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as much pain as having a baby. It's just, <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, someone going through cancer because, you know, you can do it for 30 days. Right. You just have to have the mindset. And I think, too, it's also anyone who likes a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's golden, and I love putting those goals up there for myself. And then it does, like, it kickstarts you because once you get through the 30 days, you start realizing, do I really need this? Or was I just mentally wanting right. wanting that, right? Because you start to learn that your body can sustain on not having bagels, not having mm-hmm. baked goods, not having as much sugar, and not having all the processed, the processed foods. foods. And even grains, right? Because you can't have rice. Right. Um, you can't have any type of um, beans, like yeah. any legumes or anything like that. So they're really stripping it out so it's protein and vegetables pretty much. Yeah, and the other one is, the other big one is dairy. No, oh, like, yeah, no, no dairy. cheese, um, any kind of milk that comes from a, like an animal. So I do use a lot of almond milk and I've, I've come to enjoy it. And it was interesting too, I read that they don't want you to have any carrageenan. And so they put carrageenan in a lot of different things. So when I started looking at food labels, I found that if you buy any type of like shredded cheese, 
they add carrageenan because it helps to keep it yep. from sticking together. But there are studies that show carrageenan is linked to cancer. Yes. Um, but they also put it in a lot of like the shelved milk. So like you have to be careful if you buy like coconut milk, almond milk, um, you know, any of the or soy milks or this, anything like that. Right. Um, you have to really be careful because they do put carrageenan in those products to make them shelf stable. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then another thing I saw, and I know, I don't think you follow this rule. Probably not, and I think I probably know where you're going. Um, they tell you not to step on the scale. Yes, I know you're going there. <laughs> for the entire 30 days. Yes. So they, they encourage you to do it in the beginning. Right, and, and measurements. You're not supposed to measure yourself either. Right, for so they, they tell you day one, hop on the scale, take your measurements, do whatever you need to do, but then don't do it again for 30 days uh, because it's not about the weight loss. Right. That, that's not the point of Whole30. Right. A lot of people use it for weight loss, yes. but that is not the driving force behind Whole30. Yes. So have you... I I, <laughs> I weigh myself every morning. It's just uh, a thing that I do, and I, I it's it's a routine. It's, it's a habit that I have, and it's also for me, not that, like, you know, I do feel that the weight, and I think all of us kind of go through this it's just it kind of keeps me in a range of where I need to be and you know even like if I'm you know 145 as long as my clothes are feeling good I, I still I still feel as long as I feel good and my clothes are feeling good I'm fine but it's it is something about just stepping on that scale and kind of knowing where I'm at where you are mm -hmm. and I, I think it can work for some people so for you you don't become fanatical about it Correct. so I think it works for yeah. you but I think other people they get on the scale mm -hmm. and if they're up two pounds they completely freak out and maybe they don't eat that day and, and I can see how it can be discouraging, too, because you're like, oh, my gosh, I went all week without having this, and then I gained two pounds. And right. then also, you know, our bodies go ups and downs throughout the month, and that is probably a reason why, you know, it's like, you know, once you get towards your menstrual cycle, you're going to gain weight, and right. then afterwards you lose it. So the female body does have its ups and So, you, yeah, you've got hormonal fluctuations mm -hmm. that happen throughout the month. You also have, if you were to weigh yourself in the morning and then you were to weigh yourself in the afternoon – you could have an upwards like two to five, three pounds. Yeah. sometimes even five pounds, depending on have you gone to the bathroom? Yep. How much water have you had? Um, how did you work out? So a lot of times, like we encourage people not to weigh themselves after they work out. That you want to do it before you work now, out. Now, why is that? Is that because you're just increased blood flow? Blood flow. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering why that. I've never knew that one, but I, I didn't know that. Yeah, one. and same with measurements. Like you always want to do your measurements the same time every day. So if you if you do circumference measurements, you want to take them preferably in the morning before you've eaten or had anything. So like right after you've eliminated, it's the best time to do it because mm -hmm. you're just in your natural state. So have you set up a, any type of reward system for yourself for this or no? Um actually I haven't. The main, so we did it back in, so the first time I did Whole30, I did it as a kickstart to get, you know, my New Year's resolution is I uh, tore my ACL probably like two years ago and I gained uh, quite a bit of weight from it and I was holding on to that weight and so this year I said I need to, to get, it, get it off. And so that was kind of a kickstart for me to like, and it did help me, you know, I lost eight pounds that first month and then it helped me maintain my habits until I got to summer and then obviously you know summer you do more things mm -hmm. and you're on vacation and it's harder to you know eat right all the time and then obviously there's more social events with alcohol that you partake in and so the reason that 
uh, one of the main reasons we decided to do it, and I guess my, my goal was my husband and I, we are going to Jamaica in two weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Two weeks or two so. Weeks. Yeah. So that was kind of my motivation to doing it. I just wanted to make sure that I felt good when I put my bikini on. Mm-hmm. So there. So that is my reward. Okay. But my goal is too, you know, and I think different people have different, you know, rewards or goals afterwards is my goal after I complete it is I don't want to go back. I want to like maintain my meals during the week and then maybe have like a cheat day or something on the weekend. Like if we do go out the restaurant where I'm not like so strict on everything, but kind of maintain the regular food during the week. So kind of start living in moderation. Right. Right. And I think that you know, there's so many different nutritional fads out there right now. So there's Whole30, there's mm-hmm. Keto, there's intermittent fasting. People are doing juice cleanses. Some people are doing paleo. Right. And I think that what what is the most successful is really finding that, that happy medium and that moderation so that you don't ever feel like you are restricting yourself completely where then if you fall off the wagon and I'm doing air quotes there um, that everything just kind of goes to to shit yeah right and so that it's it's okay to have a glass of wine when you go out you know to dinner and that's not the end of the world right and I did so and technically with Whole30 you know if you have a slip you're supposed to start over from day one and start repeat the 30 days and my husband and I, we had a date night the other day, and I had a glass of wine. And I just, you know, the next day, just went back to the normal routine. Right. Because and you didn't I'm beat not, yourself up about it, right? Because right? I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm out with my husband, mm-hmm. away from kids. I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. So, and I just knew, and we committed that we were going to do it together. And it also helps when you do have someone that's doing it with you. Right. And I found, you know, a lot of times my husband didn't participate in the eating habits that I was doing, but he has been doing both of them, and it it does help a lot when you do have a partner doing it with you. Well, and I'm sure it makes meal prep easier. It makes dinners a lot easier. And then, two, you kind of hold each other accountable, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going out on a date night. So maybe you do have the glass of wine, but then you choose something that still falls within the whole 30 to eat. Yeah, like I think I had, like, crab soup. Right. So it was just, like, a tomato base or something. Right. Okay. So what have you found Mm -hmm. to be the most challenging part of whole 30? So my whole challenging part for me, or the part that I, I guess, miss the most, or what if I would add would be the alcohol. Because, you know, just being around social events and, you know, like going out, I think that would be my part. And also I love like on the weekends, you know, just having a glass of wine with my husband or, you know, sitting outside on the deck. You know, that's kind of like, it's kind of my, yeah, it's my relaxation time. So that is probably my hardest thing from it. So how have you been filling that time? So instead of like going home on Friday night and sitting out on the patio with a glass of wine, what have you been doing? We still, uh, we still went outside. Um, We still been doing, you know, some things outside. And I think too, it's kind of been, which has been helpful. um, We've been busy too. Right of doing other things and well you've had a lot of extracurricular activities with your kids too mm-hmm. and then with school yeah with school so. events and like this weekend it sounds like you've got a kind of yeah, crazy weekend with girl scouts and and cheer so you won't even, you probably won't even miss it right yeah because it'll just be right taken up with other things so what is chris's most challenging thing then do you think Oh gosh! Because like he likes cheese. He does. I would say <laughs> I would say it's probably cheese. If he could just add cheese, he would be an happy man. Okay. He he is a cheese lover. 
So he struggles the most with cheese. With cheese. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Yeah, he loves his cheese. Yeah. Okay. So do you have anything else to add about Whole30? So, and I think the the other thing, you know, obviously they have like their pros and cons, you know, the one thing that I think is huge pro, no matter what, if you, if you do it, and even with me, with the one slip up that I did have, you're going to lose weight. Like you're going to lose like eight, I lost eight pounds last time and I'm on this, the range that I'll probably Same end track up losing to... eight pounds again. But also with all of these, you know, bad diets or whatever you're going to choose to do, if you don't continue in some facet, you're gonna gain some of the weight back. So it's like you have to choose how you want to continue afterwards. So that's what I was gonna ask. So like, what does day 31 look like? Well, day 31, I'm gonna be in Jamaica. On a so it's gonna look a little different. Yes, but yeah. you know, my plans are, you know, when I'm there, I'm not gonna worry about it. But when I come back, I wanna get back in a routine of like somewhat eating the, the same way it's just my thing is if I want to have wine on the weekend or if we go out to dinner I don't want to be so focused on okay I can't have this and this and this because it doesn't fall in the category right and I think that's the problem with so many of these fad diets like you're saying is so I know some of our clients at the gym do these juice cleanses yes and I've done those I've done those twice so even though Eric and I you know kind of try to talk people out of doing juice cleanses. I think the problem is you do three or seven, I guess they're three, five or seven days yes. typically are the juice cleanses, the ones that they sell. Um, and I, I think that then what happens on day four or day eight, when you're done with the juice cleanse, if you go right back to eating the crappy food that you were eating before, I, I don't feel like juice cleanses teach you anything. No. And I think that's why I do I do like Whole30 mm-hmm. because I think it teaches you to eat real food and I think it teaches you to read food labels mm-hmm. and you also have to have some kind of like foresight where if you are going out to dinner maybe you do look at the menu before you go so you have an idea of okay we're going out to dinner on Saturday night I know that I can order this or I can order this off of the menu at this restaurant. Yeah, so like we went to Red Robin, and now I don't know if you guys have been to Red Robin, but now they do the lettuce wrap burgers. Mm-hmm. They have the Impossible Burger there as well, right? And then you can create what you want. And then I got that, and I got a side salad, right? And it was, I love burgers, so it was delicious. Delicious, right? Yeah, and I think with the, the juice cleanses, you know, I did them, I, I did them twice, and both uh, both times I did it, I did it right before I was going on a vacation, and so by the time I, you know, was, everything was back. Well, I think that's the problem, right? So you lose a lot of water weight. Mm-hmm. You're not losing fat Mm-mm. when you do a juice cleanse. Um, you're losing a ton of water weight. And then you go. So a lot of people do them right before they're going on vacation yeah. so that they feel good in their bathing suit or yeah. they, you know, look good, feel good. Um, but then the first day on vacation, you drink all day. Yeah, and it's back. And it's back, right? Yeah. So all the bloat, all of the everything you've peed out over <laughs> the last three to five days um, so I'm not a huge proponent of juice cleanses yeah. at all. Another thing that I found, the two other things that I found that have been a huge benefit for me with the Whole30 is one, the energy that I've gotten mm-hmm. from, you know, just eating this way. I've, I've gotten a lot of energy. Um, I don't have like the lag time or like, like in the afternoon, tired, like the downtime, yeah, the tiredness. And then also, so when I had my... The, when I had my ACL repaired, I had a lot of inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so my, even like, I even told, you know, my husband this afterwards, 
I was like, I can feel a difference in my legs from like the, the mm-hmm. tension around it because it was like the foods that I was eating before, I think gravitated to cause a lot of the issues that where it was hurting mm-hmm. and where now it's like once when I do eat this way, a lot of that goes away where I don't feel the pain in my, my knee. Right, and a lot of processed foods do cause inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. And then Whole30 is kind of stripping out a lot of the foods that do tend to cause inflammation, so not in every body. Right. Right? So, so dairy causes inflammation in some people, but not all people. So they're kind of just taking it all off. Like anything that could cause inflammation, they're just taking it out so that it works for the majority of people. So, I mean, that's been a huge benefit for me because I don't have to, I don't, I don't feel the pain because I, I don't know, like, you know, like whenever you get uh, to like, when the weather changes, mm-hmm. you feel it, like it kind of takes that away as well. Oh, it's interesting. So what, I mean, that's a little side note. I did find out why that is. So when you have any type of like joint surgery, so I just had my hip. Right. Yeah. I had my hip surgery a little over a year ago. So when they enter that socket, like the joint capsule, so your knee, your hip, they're changing the pressure in the in the in the actual like capsule itself. So that's why you you tend to feel the barometric changes is because they've already changed the pressure within the capsule. So then that's why people say like, oh, I can feel storm coming in my oh, knees. Can, yeah. I can feel it in my hip, and there there you actually can. Like no. I used to think like this is bogus until I had surgery and then I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually feel when a storm is coming. Oh, I could totally feel before, but with, when, since I, when I've been on it both times, I can, it, it eliminates a lot of that. Like I don't feel it as much. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. But what is, uh, so I know like, I don't know if you guys have heard about like Tom Brady. So his diet is kind of, what does he do? Uh, I, I don't know exactly what he does, but I have seen, I've read a couple articles. I mean, he takes out anything that's inflammatory. Okay. So like, I know he does no tomatoes. He does no dairy. I, I don't, does he do meat? I have no idea. I don't, if he does, I don't think he does red meat. Basically, he takes out anything that could possibly cause any inflammation in, in the body. And I think it's him and Giselle, like, yeah. follow this. I'd have to do a little more research on exactly what they do, but I know that they have a chef that works with them. I know, obviously, they pay a top-dollar yeah. nutritionist to, to work with them. Um, but whatever he's doing, it's working because know, he's, he's still a rock star in the NFL. So yeah. it works for him. I don't know that it would work for Everyone. yeah, everybody everyone. else. That was um, kind of a sidebar. I was just thinking because that's – one of the, I think I remember when we talked about it a long time ago that that was one of the reasons he kind of did it too. Right. And so one other kind of fad that I wanted to talk about a little bit um, is intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people are starting to hear about it. It's kind of the buzzword in nutrition and fitness mm-hmm. right now. Um, and there's, there's different ways that you can tackle intermittent fasting. So basically intermittent fasting, you allow yourself to have a feeding window every day. Mm-hmm. So instead of just having a typical, a typical American diet is you wake up, you have breakfast, then you have lunch around noon, and then you have dinner. And then we might even squeeze in some snacks in there, right? Yep. So with intermittent fasting, you, um, you choose a feeding window that works for your schedule. So a really popular one is a 16 hour fast followed by an eight hour feeding window. So let's say you set your feeding window to be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. The only time you're consuming anything that has any type of calorie is between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And then afterwards, you're welcome to have water. Mm-hmm. Like that, water is unlimited, right? But the idea is that uh, your body gets a break 
from digesting food so that it can work on other areas of the body. So we tend to eat, let's say 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m. So the body kind of never gets a break from having to digest and absorb and all of this. So if you give yourself, if you give your body a break, it can work on other metabolic functions and can start to kind of like clean the body so it can focus on other areas. So there's different windows. Some people do a 16 hour fast, eight hour feeding window. Other people do an 18 hour fast and then a six hour feeding window. And then there's even like the very beginner one is a 14 hour fast with a 10 hour window. Um, And I think that intermittent fasting could work for a lot of people. I think it, I think you should go into it not for weight loss, but for kind of controlling what you're eating and how you're eating, right? So it kind of takes away the mindless eating that people tend to do, right? Because we sit down, we sit down at night, we turn on the TV and it's just a hand in the popcorn bowl or it's, you know, oh, I I think I'm going to have ice cream now. But it's after your time, so you can't, yeah. Right. And so typically people do lose weight when they start doing intermittent fasting, but it's typically because they're consuming less calories overall because you have a shortened feeding window, right? But the idea, and I think this is where some people get it wrong when they do intermittent fasting, is that it's not eat anything you possibly can in eight hours, right? So do you still have to do like a calorie goal? So you don't really set a goal, but the idea is, so let's say you do the 16 hour fast and then the eight hour feeding window. In that eight hours, you would only eat two meals. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I have eight hours, so I'm gonna eat a bagel and then I'm gonna have you know ice cream and then I'm gonna have a salad. And then it's not like feed yourself silly for eight hours. It just means that that, that window of 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., you're gonna have two nutritious meals within that window. So I think that way, if you did it that way, which I, I think a lot of people are mixing the idea because mm-hmm. if you did it, you are decreasing the amount of food that you're putting in your body. You are. And the thing is breakfast, like people say breakfast is the most you know, That's what important, I've always heard. important yeah. part of the day. And our parents taught mm-hmm. us that, that was a generational thing. But where a lot of that came from was from companies right? So all of a sudden cereal, like you've got to have cereal in the morning because they wanted to sell cereal. It had nothing to do, breakfast is just breaking your fast. So whatever time of day you choose to break your fast is breakfast, right? So if if 11 o'clock is the window, that is your breaking the fast. So I don't need to push my kids to eat breakfast anymore? I mean, so it's hard, right? It's, it's, I think it's really hard when it comes to being a parent because you know that they're probably going to need something in their system because right. when you're in school, you have, you're told when you have to eat lunch, yeah. right? And typically kids are told when they have to have dinner. So from a very young age, we stop listening to our hunger signals that our body would naturally tell us. So like I'll hear all the time people in the gym say, well, I don't wake up hungry. Like I don't want to eat breakfast. Why do I have to eat breakfast? And so we tend to tell them, listen to your body because your body will tell you when it needs food, right? But I think it's difficult with kids because they're told, okay, it's now lunchtime and you've got 20 minutes to eat. 
And they can't do it. And, right? And so they they only have 20 minutes to eat their lunch. So it's either eat or you're not going to get to eat anything again until after school. Mm-hmm. But we've been trying, at least at, in our house, like with Matthew, sometimes he comes home from school and at 4.30, he's like, I want dinner. He's starving. He's starving. Yeah. And so instead of being like, no, you can have a snack now and we're going to have dinner at 6, mm-hmm. we let him have dinner because his body is telling him, hey, I'm hungry and I need to eat. So we've been letting him have dinner. And I'm not saying that every family can do right. that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, I, I think as a whole, Americans have stopped listening to their bodies altogether. And I think going back is when I, when me and you started training for the very first half marathon, mm-hmm. and I remember, um, this is like years ago, probably like six, five or six years ago, you know, we were on a scale, like, I remember, like, I was, because I have a really high metabolism when we were doing that, the scale of stuff. Oh, your RMR? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I was supposed to be eating, like, 3,000 calories or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. And then, so, and I think, obviously, the longer we go along, things have changed, and then that's where we kind of swung and stopped, you know, I think you came to me, and you're like, look, we kind of need to change how we're eating, mm-hmm. Um, you know. If I was a bodybuilder or something, maybe I should be consuming 3,000 calories. But we kind of switched it up as well where it was kind of eating. Well, because you were starting to eat even when you didn't want to be eating. Right. I wasn't hungry. Like, I would have my time clocks. Like, you know, I had it down where I had my breakfast, and then I had a 10 o'clock stack, and then I ate lunch, and then I had my 3 o'clock stack, and then I had... So you were forcing yourself to eat even when you didn't need to eat. Right. And I do think, though, and I feel like... This is a conversation that we could, we could probably have a whole nother podcast on because I do think that some people have lost signal altogether where they can go all day and not eat and then they eat a 3,000 calorie dinner. Yes. Right? And so I, I think that for me to say, listen to your hunger signals, it there's so much more that goes into that Yeah. because we have lost touch with our hunger signals. Um, I mean, there's no reason people eat lunch at noon other than society says that's the time we have to eat lunch at noon. I mean, there's no, there's no reason for that. Um, and I I guess it goes back to like school Mm -hmm. and even at work. I mean, it's like, okay, this is the lunch hour. It's 12 to one or yeah, I've put in four hours. So now I get my one hour lunch break. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think like if people are interested in intermittent fasting to definitely do research on it mm-hmm. and, and really figure out like what would work for them. But I do think it makes your day simpler because in the morning, instead of like waking up and being like, oh my gosh, I've got to cook eggs and I've got to make this and I've got to, you know, you can have a glass of water, take your time getting ready and then go to work. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a glass of water, go to the gym, shower and then go to work and you know, a lot of like the old school fitness professionals would say, make sure you eat something before you work out. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily need to do that. And for a lot of people, it doesn't work, right? They start to feel nauseous if they eat before they work out or they feel heavy or because then your body's focusing on processing whatever you just ate and it's not focusing on what you're asking it to do in the gym. And so I think you, you know, you really, in all of this, you have to find out what works best for you. And so another question that, you know, obviously with me doing with Whole30, and I think probably with this as well, a lot, I think a lot of us women, we kind of steer away from protein. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things that you've kind of taught me and you can probably say is like, 
I think women lack in protein. Absolutely. So kind of given like how much on a day should, how many grams of protein should a female have in a day? Like so, a guideline. So an active female, so somebody who is exercising and is active, should absolutely be eating one gram to every pound of lean body mass. Okay, so not everybody knows what their lean right. body mass yes. is. So you've got lean lean mass on your on your body, and then you also have fat mass on your body. So your lean mass um, is your muscle, your skin, your organs, your bones. It's all of that, and then fat mass is fat, right? So what I typically tell people is just take whatever your scale weight is and eat that many grams of protein. Because if you set that as a goal, you probably won't get there, right? Because right? Yeah. if you have a 200-pound female, for her to eat 200 grams of protein, it's going to be really difficult. But if she's aiming for 200 and she hits 150, she's doing, good. she's doing a really good job. Most females don't eat enough protein. Most females eat under 100 grams of protein a day. And I know for me, I can't... I can't make myself eat enough protein, so I should be eating right about 138 grams of protein a day. It's really hard for me to do that without adding a shake or right. something. So I'll do you know, protein powder and water just so I get 30 grams of protein right off the bat without having to stomach a chicken breast or... Mm-hmm. you know. And it's or, also, a, it's not as filling taking the shake opposed to the, right. the, yeah, the meat. Right. Um, but I do think, you know, going back to intermittent fasting, I think it's a lot easier than dieting because it's not necessarily restricting you with anything. It's just saying that you can only eat within these hours. So how you choose to eat within your feeding window is, I mean, you're making your own choices. So they're not saying no alcohol. They're not saying no dairy, no cheese. They're just... Right? But they're... But you're, I just have my two meals. You're Right. So, but here's my thing is I, okay, let's say if I wanted to, like, once I got off a Whole30 and I wanted to go to kind of this kind of Mm -hmm. platform, uh, I can't have, like, if I got up and I was leaving, I can't have coffee and then start at 11 because that would trigger my. So, there are two, there's, like, you can can find anything, right? So, if you go onto the internet and you put in intermittent fasting, can I have coffee? There are some people that say you can, that you could have black coffee, right, Mm -hmm. with no cream, no nothing else in it. And then there's other people that say that's not fasting. Fasting is just water. So I think you, again, it's one of those things that you've got to do what's right for you. Like if you need that coffee in the morning to kind of get you going, or even if it's something that you really just enjoy and and you want to have coffee and then you break your, you know, you truly break your fast at 10 or 11 in the morning. I mean, does it really? I was just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there are different schools of thought as to whether or not you can have coffee or you can't have coffee. But I think if you were going to, I would not put anything in it. Just straight. So it would just be black coffee. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. That's no fun. It is not. Um, And there's other research out there, too, that says that intermittent fasting may reduce your risk of cancer. So, I mean, I don't know who wouldn't want to (laughs) do anything that might possibly do that. Um, But again, I think it's something that you have to do your research, and I think it's something that you have to stick to. Like, you can't say, oh, I'm going to, you know, do this feeding window on Monday, 
and then I'm not, or Mondays, maybe you do it Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it goes out the window. I, I don't think it works that way. Like, I think you really need to stick to it. Yeah, so, so that if you had the alcohol, so I guess you could have alcohol, but it would have to be... Within your you feeding be, window. Yeah, it has to be done at, like, 6 p.m. if that's when you come. Right, or, you know, maybe on the weekends, your feeding window you shifts. It? Maybe you do, like, 12 to 8 hmm. or something on your weekend. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like and changing the time. And there's also, I mean, you'll find if you start... If you start Googling, you know, intermittent fasting or fasting in general, you'll find that some people believe that you should do 24-hour fasts. There's 48-hour fasts. I've had friends that have done seven-day fasts um, where you're just consuming water for seven days. And there is research out there that tells you a lot of the benefits as to why you would want to do that. Um, I have done 48-hour fasts before, and... I know the first 24 hours I felt like poo yeah. and it was like, please don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, and I really had to change. I couldn't work out on the second, the second day of the fast because I had zero energy. And that going back to the juice cleansing, that's how you feel as well. Right. Like you lose all your energy. Right. Um, and so I think that if you're going to do a fast, if, especially if you're going to do like a 24, well, not even a 24. I think you could probably still do your workouts on a 24-hour fast. But anything over 48 hours, I think you really need to look at your your exercise routine mm-hmm. and make modifications for it. I think you could definitely go out for a walk doing it. And I think the more regularly people do these fasts, so if you do, let's say you do a 48-hour fast once a month, I think your body will get used to it where you might be able to start exercising during your fast just because you're your body has become accustomed to it. Yeah. But we, I mean, we could do a whole another episode, yeah. episode on just intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it, it sounds a lot, it sounds easier that people could maintain where you don't have to do all the planning that you have to do with Whole30. And, um, you know, I think it would, you know, eliminate some of like, if you went to the social gathering mm-hmm. or out to a restaurant, it would change in anything to that. And I think a lot of people are scared because they hear 16 hours, I can't have food. Mm-hmm. But you really don't need, you don't need it. Um, and I know Eric did this, Eric did intermittent fasting and he did a 16, eight, um, so 16 hour fast, eight hour feeding window. And he would work out fasted and not eat for two hours after and he felt absolutely fine. And he started to find that after like the first like three or four days of doing it, that he actually felt better in his workouts and it was it became more mental where it was you know i haven't eaten since like five o'clock yesterday how in the world am i going to deadlift this morning and once he got past the mental barriers of it he felt great that's awesome yeah so i think if you guys have any questions about whole 30 if you have any questions about intermittent fasting juice cleanses or something that you've read on the internet you know dr google um, absolutely post them on our facebook page and we'd be happy to answer them. And if we don't have the answers, we'll at least direct you to somebody that, that might have the answers. And if anybody want to, anybody wants to start um, to try Whole30, like I can give you guys tips that I've done. I can give you like snack items that I've, I've, cho- I've chose to do that's kind of satisfy um, the cravings of certain things. Like I can give you like tips on that if you're definitely interested and want to go down that path. Yeah, and so we'll post in the show notes, we'll post the links to um, Whole30. And I can also post some of the, um, the links that I have found on research for intermittent fasting too. So if you guys have you know, more, more questions about it, feel free to reach out to 
to those sites as well. Yeah, and we're willing to help you guys if you guys want to start it too. Yeah, we, we will be your biggest fans. Yeah, I'll be your cheerleader. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys have a great weekend. And um, we're going to ask again, if you think that we're doing a good job, it would really help us if you would leave a review or click on the five stars, especially on iTunes, because that's how they see that this podcast is growing Mm -hmm. and um, we're reaching people is if you leave reviews. So we'd really appreciate it. And we like giving the feedback and reading them. Yeah, we do like feedback. We, We would really like to know if you guys are finding this interesting or if we're just talking to ourselves (laughs) and then next week we are super excited i am taking sharon shopping and we are going to lululemon so we're actually going to be recording live from the store in gaithersburg maryland so uh sharon is going to be trying on some lululemon clothing and i will too just because i can't turn down some leggings and they happen to be one of my favorite leggings and uh, we're going to have somebody from the store on the podcast as well answering questions and kind of talking about the different fabrics that they have. So look for that next week. I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. Fun. All right, guys. Have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.